Today is Wednesday, January 26th. This is Al Adams, the boy, and this is, of course, the Alcast, the Ottawa Valley's number one football and fighting podcast. We touch on some other things as well as we dabble in the worlds of sports and what's in the headlines, you know. But uh, we generally stick with the world of combat sports and football. Football, of course, running close to the end of the season now as we've reached the conference finals in the NFL. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals will be getting into it, as well as the San Francisco 49ers and Los Angeles Rams will be getting after it this weekend. We'll touch on that later in the show, starting off in the worlds of mixed martial arts and boxing, particularly the UFC, as they're the biggest and baddest promotion. Um, UFC 270 just went down. Last weekend, obviously, the heavyweight title main event, Francis Ngannou, defended his strap against uh, ex-sparring partner, Cyril Ghan. A lot was made of that rivalry. Probably people made a mountain out of a molehill in that one and tried to hype up the fight with some bad blood between the two, but it really seemed to be amicable for the most part during the lead-up. Uh, up to that one, Ngannou showing off his wrestling chops as allegedly he came into the fight with a couple of pretty significant knee injuries, but carried through the fight anyways as he wanted to finish out his UFC contract. Uh, interesting to see what he does now as a free agent. Lots of uh, bad press has got out there about his relationship with the UFC top brass getting more and more tenuous uh, at best, you could say, and Ngannou talking about potentially taking some boxing fights this coming year. Have to see how that shakes out. And Cyril Ghan, obviously, where does he go from here? Obviously, if Ngannou leaves, that will leave the heavyweight title in the UFC vacant, so he could potentially be put right into another title fight. Um... Maybe the likes of who's coming off wins in the top of the heavyweights, Derek Lewis, even though he just beat Derek Lewis's ass. Uh, so I don't really see that getting any better for Derek. Uh, I don't know who else. I'm having a bit of a brain fart this morning. Not enough coffee. Pause while I take a sip, good people. Mm. I spilled some, but it's okay. Uh, what else went down at UFC 270? We saw Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo get into it for the flyweight title. Their third fight. Now there'll be potentially a fourth fight as that one went to a split decision as well. Davison Figueredo pulling it out, uh, landing the harder shots, dropping Moreno two or three times over the course of the fight uh, with big right hands. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd edge him in the decision there. You know, it seemed like Ingon, or not Ngannou, uh, Moreno, rather, was putting together better combinations, landing more frequently, and, uh, but Figueredo obviously edging him in takedowns as well and the harder punches, uh, showing more damage. So I, I'm very comfortable with them giving that win to Figgy. And Figgy's saying that he would accept a fourth fight with Brandon in 
Mexico, but then later on afterwards in a funny interview he did with the Schmo with his coaches, a little lit up in the hotel room post-win, said he'd rather have the fight in Brazil, so we'll see what happens there. Maybe they'll just keep making those guys fight for the flyweight title because uh, the flyweight division still really isn't the, the deepest, especially with the absence of guys like Henry Cejudo and Demetrius Johnson now in the top tier. I was thinking back the other day, one of my favorite flyweight fights all time was Ian McCall, Demetrius Johnson won, and I was a big Ian McCall fan back in the day, and it would have been nice if uh, Uncle Creepy hadn't retired relatively early. He had lots of uh, hand injuries and other problems, though, so I, I see why he did, but uh, it'd be nice to add some depth to that division in the UFC. What else went down at UFC 270? Don Fry was caught brawling on camera with a fan in the stands. Probably some uh, drinks involved there. Maybe a little uh, bruised ego, some perceived disrespect. Uh, Don Fry, not the one you want to mess with, though. I believe that guy could. He's like that, like uh, uncle. You don't want to try at the party. Like you don't want to sass too much because he's got like a couple couple drinks in him and then he's he's just testy you know you can tell like that guy's still like got that uh that pit bull on a leash tucked away in there somewhere and the leash isn't really like the strongest leash like you could probably like if he pulled on it hard enough he might get free so yeah don fry's not the one you you people best like not play with don joe Schilling will be fighting coming up in triad combat the interesting promotion you've probably seen with the triangular shaped ring that's like a mixture of uh clinch fighting from mma and boxing with smaller gloves so interesting to see how his muay thai and uh, brief mma experience will translate into that as well as uh probably a little street fighting experience as joe Schilling's a little known for getting into it here and there and uh being very willing to fight uh what did that back of his shirt say when he knocked out that guy in the in the um bar fight video is like street cage parking lot or something or no like ring cage parking lot and uh yeah can't stop crazy joe Schilling going to be in triad i'll be checking that out for sure um sean strickland versus jack hermanson won't be this weekend but next weekend is the main event for the next ufc fight night uh, edging Sean Strickland in that one as I think he is uh, probably one of the most interesting characters in MMA right now. You should listen to his interviews he's done most recently with Ariel Helwani and uh, some of his takes are pretty out there. I'll, I'll read you some of his best tweets right now as he was kicked off Instagram for being a little too uh, what's the word? Non non politically correct. So let's take a look at some of uh, Sean Strickland's tweets here, shall we? Just pulling up the the Twitter verse. I'm not on there. I just I just dabble in it here and there when I want to feel like getting mad at by people's takes on whatever I'm interested in. Um, Sean Strickland, 21 hours ago, said, "I train with high level boxers all the time. Four ounce gloves striking is a completely different sport." or spar boxers and hit them with soft punches and they take it and keep coming. You let me hit you with a soft punch with four ounce gloves and shit changes. Well, that's just very true. Um, 
looking at some of his other takes here. You guys know what I mean by aggressive sign holders. Usually they're big, they have a beard, they lift weights and work boots and have tattoos of angels and demons. These motherfuckers look right into your eyes pointing the sign at you aggressively. Eh? Makes me so violent. <laughs> I do know what he means there. I'm I was one of those guys pretty much. I was like a like a, a road worker with angel and demon tattoos and I was just always mad because I hated my job. Um, you can't get mad at construction guys for being grumpy, man. It's shitty work. It really is. Like, it's good money, but it's fucking being like a manual labor guy. If they, if they just like make you be like a gopher to start with always, and you do all like the heavy lifting and the shit people don't want to do, like it's not fun. Like, you're always aggressive because of it, and you pretty much have to drink or smoke weed because otherwise you go crazy um which probably isn't great advice guys to be honest so just chill out uh <laughs> yeah i should have probably like pulled some up before i did the podcast because he has some like really funny ones on here uh here's one if a man walks through life pretending not to struggle with their inner demons you probably shouldn't trust them because they're not fighting them okay i'm done uh, yeah, I despise people who walk around the world smiling, wearing a cross, pretending to be a good person, but under the fake smile they have no character, no substance, selfish cowards hiding behind a cross, less than human, that is all. I mean, he speaks his mind, you can say that, he really, like, you can tell he's, like, putting his, his thoughts out here for sure, and he doesn't really have any filter, and he's not worried about what people think of him so i give the guy credit for that a lot of people think he's kind of cringy or like a bit of a dickhead but um yeah there's just something about unfiltered people who are the rawest version of themselves that i can appreciate you know just check out sean strickland's twitter Another fight announced on the books coming up for the new year is Colby Covington Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal, which will be a big welterweight matchup there. Colby, of course, coming off his loss to Camaro, Masvidal as well. Both ex-sparring partners, some bad blood from the American top team days. They were both roommates at one point as well. You can see some footage of them just living in the same little apartment together on one of those old Genghis Khan mixed martial arts documentaries. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm always torn because I want to choose against Colby, but it really wouldn't make sense there with his wrestling credentials and how, like, I did see some old sparring footage where he would kind of own Masvidal and sparring a bit, coffee sip. has a long sip i wanted to polish it off before it got too cold uh cheeto vera uh marlon cheeto vera top bantamweight was on dio vaughn's podcast this week this past weekend and i just wanted to quickly mention it because he came across like really well and he came across as like a funny guy doesn't take things too seriously but obviously uh trains really hard and comes out of a hard place in ecuador and it was a good um insight onto him so i'd recommend people check out uh cheeto vera on this past weekend uh, 
Neil Young said he's pulling his music off of Spotify for Joe Rogan's podcast sh- promoting vaccine disinformation. That's what I say, Neil Young, you're a soft bitch. Like, shut the fuck up, you old fuck. Honestly, I thought you were okay. Like, I used to listen to your music. I like classic rock, but shut up. Anyways, uh, Gaethje Oliveira. And it will be for the lightweight title coming up in the new year. Edging Oliveira now in that fight. Even though Gaethje's a bad man saying he'll go down under to Brazil and fight him there. Uh, over under on John Jones fighting in the new year or getting arrested in the new year. Yeah, that was just a quick blurb I made as I was thinking like maybe the odds on that would be about the same. Like I'd put them both at like about plus 250 plus 300. So that means you get you get three times to two and a half times your money back if either happens. And they're both just about as likely, I'd say. I'd actually probably put it him getting arrested slightly more likely to happen than him fighting in the new year. Because it sounded like where he left off his contract negotiations with the UFC wasn't in a great spot. But they also might be in a bit of a rock between a rock and a hard place with Francis leaving the division and not really having the, you know, it'd be a nice little boost to that division if John Jones came back for at least two fights this year. That'd be nice for him to be somewhat active. Anyways, let's go on to the world of boxing. We spent enough on MMA. Got a lot to talk about today. Uh, in a recent take he did on Instagram, I believe, uh, Tyson Fury called out Dillian White, um, Alexander Usyk, and Anthony Joshua, telling them to get fighting and figure out who's going to be fighting him next because he's sick of waiting around for news of who he's fighting and what's happening. And it's not on him. It's never on him. But, uh, yeah, he just wants that to get sorted out so he can fight somebody, I guess. And he called them a bunch of dossers and cowards and this and that and bottle jobs. And, you know, it was very classic Tyson Fury. But it reminded me of this old clip of why he said he started using dossers a while back. I believe it was on either True Geordie's podcast or maybe the Rogan podcast was because his dad got mad at him for swearing too much in interviews. So he started saying dosser. And, uh, yeah, let's play this old clip of before he cleaned up his language a little bit when he was calling out David Price and uh, had some mean words to say for, um, what's his face with the cornrows and the big overhand punch. What was that guy's name? Anyways, you'll hear it here. Moment. inside boxing and my reaction to David Price and Frank Maloney calling me out that midget yeah I'll fight David Price any day of the week you see you plumber from Liverpool it's personal between me and I'm going to do you some serious harm you big stiff idiot okay alright thanks thanks Tyson we're live on channel 5 alright go on one more also you're going to need 10 plumbers to do you when I've got finished with you also you are getting it for sure call me out call call me any names and you are getting it and you know your gay lover tony bellew i'll fight right. him in there okay okay all right thanks. thanks tyson okay <laughs> uh, yeah david price tony bellew 
he was just on one that night, just at the fights, having a good old time, Tyson Fury, I love a good uh, ringside call-out, Sergey Kovlev has announced that he'll be trying to make a, an attempt at a return in the new year, uh, I don't think that's uh, well advised after his last few performances and how much punishment he took, particularly in the Anthony Yard and Canelo fights. Eubank Jr., Liam Williams coming up early February. I believe that's the middleweight fight, I think. I'm edging Eubank Jr. in that one, but Liam Williams is definitely his toughest test that he's faced in a long while so it's to be interesting to see where his level is as here because Eubank Jr.'s biggest criticism is that anytime he's uh, attempted to rise to a world level of competition uh, he hasn't been able to pull through i.e. the Billy Joe Saunders fight or the George Groves fight, which are even still like just kind of top-ranked English competition. But the, both guys uh, had world title belts, I believe. So, yeah, they're world-level boxers. But Eubank Jr., for his ambitions that he has, hasn't come uh, that close to sniffing the top of the middleweight division. And now guys that he's called out in the past, like, Canelo are moving up in weight and it's going to be harder to get in the ring with him but if he comes through this fight I really hope he gets that fight with Triple G that he's been chomping at the bit for a long time and speaking of middleweights Felix Cash recent match from boxing uh, re-signing uh, he'll be fighting some top-ranked Russian I believe he said he's like third in the WBA or something like that I don't know the guy's name, but I just had a thing beside him here that he's the real-life Irish Mickey from uh, Snatch, you know, the Guy Ritchie movie. Felix Cash reminds me a lot of him. Both Traveler Boxers, you know. And speaking of Traveler Boxers, another quick caption I wrote here, did Billy Joe Saunders stab a teenager? Because I'm seeing all this weird news that's kind of like being swept under the rug a little bit about him uh, allegedly stabbing some teenager in the hand in an altercation. Billy Joe Saunders just a pretty wild character, obviously putting out videos and stuff of him talking about uh, shagging guys' wives and the traveler community and bragging about it. And obviously he had that very controversial video talking about... Uh, the heavy bag technique of when your woman gets a little too sassy with you and I don't know, filming homeless people and like getting them to do embarrassing things for money. Like he's a bit of a bit of a wild card, Billy Joe Saunders, and he can get in trouble so much. And I know a lot of people were very satisfied when Canelo uppercutted him and broke his face, but it'd be interesting to see if he comes back this year and what comes out of some of these out-of-the-ring scandals he always seems to get involved in when he's not training. That guy gets in trouble, man. So whoever's, like, managing his career and looking after him should maybe pay him some mind because I could see him being one of these guys that gets in some real trouble outside the ring if 
Um, he's left to his own devices for too long, and someone's got to sit him down and just tell him to chill the fuck out, you know? You know, some of these things can come back to haunt you. We see what happens with uh, Conor McGregor in Ireland sassing the wrong people, and, you know, they're throwing petrol bombs at his bar and things like that. Like, uh, the streets don't play by the same rules as as sports do, so... You know, I just don't want to see anyone get hurt in some criminal shit, even if Billy Joe Saunders is a bit of a wanker sometimes, you know? Uh, another big lightweight matchup coming up is Lee Wood versus Mickey Conlon, famous from the uh, Irish boxer at the Olympics who flipped off the judges after they were very corrupt and gave him uh, the bad end of a horrible decision. Uh, that'll be a big UK matchup going on there. Obviously, um, Amir Khan, Kel Brook coming up at, I believe that'll be super welterweight. Or I can't remember exactly, but that's been a long-awaited fight on the books. Kel Brook might be a slight favorite right now. This Khan hasn't been active too much. And Fraser Clark, another one. Heavyweight off the UK GB uh, boxing team. I believe he was the boxing captain for Team GB at the last Olympics. Announced that he was signing and going pro this coming year. I believe he's on an undercard of uh, Matchroom or Queensbury Promotions coming up. And he'll be a heavyweight to keep an eye on. Sparring with the likes of... Joe Joyce and Anthony Joshua and probably most of the top UK heavyweights he's had some ring time with in that uh, Great Britain Olympic boxing system. So that'll be exciting to keep an eye on. And shout out while we talk boxing, uh, the Pembroke boxing team who I was part of briefly and who I'd still like to be a part of just doesn't make sense right now. I've seen those work guys have been putting in a lot of work in the Canadian amateur scene and one of the the best boxers there Ottawa Valley Golden Boy uh, on Instagram he'll be fighting his first international fight going to the U.S. to fight someone in amateurs as he looks to continue his um, Olympic ambition so big shout out Pembroke Boxing good luck to all you guys and uh, yeah good shout out to the local boys and NFL, let's run through quickly. I don't want to have this run too long. In the world of football, uh, Kansas City and San Francisco, or rather Kansas City and Cincinnati, uh, edging Cincinnati in that one, upset the Chiefs. Um, maybe win by a touchdown, six and a half points on the spread. And San Francisco, Los Angeles Rams. I like the Rams to... Um, yeah, keep the hammer down, defense to get after Jimmy G, and the offense to do enough work to get it done. And I've been picking against San Francisco with some pretty big spreads, and they always jank me, so it'll maybe be a closer game because their defense is good. Maybe only take that one by a field goal. Uh, other NFL headlines around this weekend and the NFL in general. OBJ loses half his salary because he took it in Bitcoin, and that's obviously plummeted in value in recent weeks, as I've heard that from Kevin Lee as well. I've been kind of 
felt bad for him because I knew he took a big part, like all his money in his next contract with uh, Eagle FC and Bitcoin, I think, or in some kind of crypto. And the bottom's kind of fallen out of that. So Kevin Lee's obviously probably uh, upset about that, I imagine. The Arizona Cardinals, uh, their general management have been holding up player bonuses that I think probably are in players' contracts because they were upset with their performance in the first round of the playoffs, obviously, and being out outsted, yeah, outsted so quickly. So it'll be interesting to see how that situation shakes out in Arizona. Uh, they've had some discussions with the head coach, and he might be up out of there, as we've seen uh, that happen with NFL coaches in recent weeks of unsuccessful teams or just coaches deciding to call it a day, like Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints retiring after 15 years with the Saints. Um, so a quick dabble, because we could get, really get in on this too much, but I don't want to right now. Maybe it'd be good for like a bonus episode. But the NFL's treatment of Aaron Rodgers, especially the NFL media and ESPN's treatment of Aaron Rodgers, I just wanted to throw some shade on for a quick second because I think they should really all like most of the, the journalists should be ashamed and should really not even be working in sports media with some of their garbage takes on Aaron Rodgers and focusing so much of his off the field decisions and personal life. It's really none of your fucking business NFL media. Yeah. Leave the guy alone trying to make all these weird storylines about uh, you know what I'm talking about, his fucking, his, uh, anyways, I can't even, like, I'll get too fired up about it, but I'm honestly disgusted with the NFL media's treatment of Aaron Rodgers and ESPN media's treatment of Aaron Rodgers, especially, like, with those smug little grins after he was, uh, had a bad first round in the playoffs, and it really had nothing to do with what you're trying to make it. Like, uh, it's just ridiculous, man. Y'all should be ashamed. Y'all should really be ashamed. And big shout out Aaron Rodgers for actually sticking by his guns and not backing down from you bunch of fucking pussies in ESPN and NFL media who are trying to demonize him this year. You fucks. Um, that's it. And TB12... Might be calling it a day and retiring, uh, making some allusions at potentially retiring this year, talking earlier in the year about how he didn't want to have like a farewell tour similar to Ben Roethlisberger's, how he kind of just wanted to fade off into the sunset, his wife uh, wanting him to retire. So that might happen. Uh, be sad to see Tom Brady go. I was thinking the other day that it'll be interesting to see what kind of... Uh, what was that documentary called about Michael Jordan that was big on Netflix this year? The Last Dance. It would be see, interesting to see what kind of Netflix documentary gets made about Tom Brady one day. As we kind of don't appreciate greatness as we have it. And um, as it's like going on in front of us because we're so close to it. No, it's it's not until it's, it's all sudden done that you can kind of... Uh, pull the scope back a little bit and see it for what it is and you know 
Tom Brady, man, what else can you say about the guy? Greatest of all time quarterback, has most of the significant quarterback records, and uh, uh, obviously seven rings, two different teams. Uh, played till he was what forty five, forty six years old now, and maintained a, a, a top level of competition. He was just a really fantastic player, role model on and off the field. And uh, yeah, man, big shout out TB12. Has Cooper Cup been slighted for NFL MVP this year? Obviously continuing to put in very good work in the playoffs. Other names in the conversation this year, of course, Aaron Rodgers, who we mentioned. Even though there's a percentage of NFL media and people who decide on MVP voting that probably would never vote for him based off his off-the-field decisions, which is ridiculous, and you should all be ashamed and fucking retire from your jobs. Yeah? Stop worrying what other people are doing off the field. Stop worrying what other people are doing and making their own decisions. Yeah? Stop calling people stupid and selfish. Stop being such a fucking asshole, ESPN. Yeah? Yeah. You fucking make me sick. Um... Man, I'm getting off topic here, but yeah, I think Cooper Cup deserves a, deserves a nod here for um, MVP this year. I might take a look at it. Bengals and the future of the AFC North. That was the last little blurb I'd written down here in my notes. And I think that the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens will be battling it out for the future few years of the AFC North. Be slightly biased as a Ravens fan. Uh, I really don't want Antonio Brown to come to the Ravens, and even though he's been showing some interest in that, I would don't want to see that. Even though I said we desperately need a, a a wide receiver one that's consistent and doesn't drop passes, but yeah, with the end of Big Ben's run with the Steelers, it'll be interesting to see who they bring in to replace him. Hey, I'm thinking either maybe Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson might end up there, but. Cleveland Brown, obviously their quarterback situation is tenuous with Baker Mayfield coming off a shoulder surgery and illusions of him probably not returning there. And yeah, man, the AFC North, there's a lot of uh, questions to be asked in that division coming into the new year, especially based off how well and how far these new look Cincinnati Bengals go into this playoffs. And I am picking them to win the Super Bowl if they make it. I think if they make it past the Chiefs, they win the Super Bowl. Which is a big ask. Because <laughs> obviously the Kansas City Chiefs offense has been red hot lately. So this next round of the playoffs could be a real shootout. And I definitely bet the over whatever the total points is in that Kansas City-Cincinnati game. And maybe the under in that Los Angeles Rams-San Francisco 49ers game. That could be a big defensive matchup there with uh, two really good defenses <clears throat> and other news some quick blurbs but we won't be able to get into them too much as they are kind of some broad topics but things I wanted to mention on the podcast uh, I said is social media a nest of undiagnosed mental illness and narcissism and if you pay attention to it, I mean, the obvious answer is clearly yes. 
it's probably better to stay off it as much as possible you know use it as a tool for what you need to use it to but don't don't linger there and let whatever bad energy is on there like permeate you like it can really you know I don't know about you but I have kind of like an empathetic side and I feel like I I take on bad energy or good energy if I'm around it pretty easily I'm like a sponge and um yeah so I try and swerve it as much as possible really Uh, and oh geez we're getting some deeper topics today in the other sections and what compelled pronouns led to and i was just thinking the other day about how when bill c16 canada came out there was all this talk about you have to call people what they want to be called and you have to you know uh say this or it's against the law say that or it's against the law and i'm all for calling people he or she or this or that but it's like it's a it's a slippery slope when you say like you have to say something a certain way or it's against the law and uh what what the what's down that road is like you have to do this or it's against the law you have to do that or it's against the law and what that looks like so i just think it leads to more of an authoritarian um fascist kind of society and i don't like that kind of society and there's only freedom or oppression there's no degrees to freedom you're either free or you're not free and that's it like people like say oh you're free it's like well it depends (laughs) maybe i'm i'm the government's definition of free but there is a difference between what they think and what i think and you should have the freedom to <clears throat> not worry about uh, being oppressed or being uh, thrown in jail based off of personal decisions that um, have to do with body autonomy, have to do with uh, many things. But yeah, we already talked about that enough with the Aaron Rodgers, and I really can't talk about it without like losing my shit. So, probably best leave that one in the cut. An interesting stat was pulled up during a Sens game on the weekend, or later, earlier in the week, rather, when Alexander Ovechkin had more total goals in his career than the entire Senators roster at the time combined. The Sens have a very young team. I know we don't talk hockey very much. I'm not a big hockey head, despite being a Canadian, but I thought that was a funny stat. I'm a big Alex Ovechkin fan anyways. I like uh, great players regardless of what sport they're in. If they're uh, a top athlete that have, um, you know, he's just a nice, he's a good guy to watch. And last but not least, little blurb I had written in my notes here. I said, we go so far as to accept delusional mental illness if it can be called progressive. And, yeah, I think that about speaks for itself because I was thinking is like, what about these people uh, that try and like uh, force their force their opinions on society? And there's obviously something that's unhinged about a lot of them. 
and uh we're meant to just kind of like go along with it because it's like it's like it's nice or you're being progressive you're being uh i don't know what people would call woke but it's like at what stage do we say like no like this is like not the way to be going down like some of these people that are in power some of these people that have the loudest voices anyways they're just schizophrenic probably <laughs> I, I don't know anyways we've gone too far into the end of the outcast here we're almost 40 goddamn minutes into the show but it's been a while since i uh touched on some topics besides sports and i was kind of thinking like maybe It'd be nice to make the podcast kind of like more of a variety show coming up in the future, especially as we're coming close to the end of the football season. And uh, we're getting heavily back into the fights, which is nice after the winter hiatus in boxing and MMA. And there's some very interesting UFC boxing fights over the next two months on the docket already. But as always, appreciate y'all for listening. You can find me at Al Adams on youtube where i do fitness vlogs and other content uh i'll be training for a marathon in the spring or summer i believe and be vlogging my preparation for my first marathon uh as well as getting back into more boxing training and uh typical kind of bodybuilding fitness stuff uh as well as like filming uh skits here and there funny content and uh i'm not like a crazy angry guy like i sounded like on the show at times today i'm just a um i'm like i'm feel backed into a corner to some degree about a lot of stuff that's going on in the world today and that's not a nice feeling when you feel like you're being persecuted by other people and you've been made to be the other by other people and they're in group A, and you're in group B, and you don't see yourself as part of a group, I'm just like a person, I'm an individual, and, uh, um, you know, it's like a Venn diagram, you know, or those diagrams with like, there's like two circles, right, and I've always been like the same size circle, just like doing my own thing, but there's this other circle and it's growing and growing and growing. And the influence of it has reached the diameter of my circle. And now it's barging into my circle. And I'm just like, hey, man, don't come into my circle. I'm just doing my own thing over here. Leave me alone. But, you know, the world really doesn't care about... uh you know, anyways, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, check me out on Instagram as well, ghosts underscore glitch, appreciate y'all for listening, peace out till next time.